Hey you, this is your host Gina So, and welcome to Gina's Hour, where we discuss everything from reality to the imaginary, within an hour, or at least we try to. to Gina's Food Network. Today we're eating udong. Let's get a taste test right over here. Oh, that's hot. Should I cut this out? No, let's keep it natural. Hey guys, what's up? I hope you guys are thriving this week. I hope you guys had a great meal today because eating is very important. As you heard before, I was eating. It was good. Thanks for asking. Anyway, I recently posted an Instagram story asking you guys uh, what type of content would you like to see? And a handful of you all said productivity-related hacks and tips. So I personally love this topic, especially because the little things I tried to change in my life from a couple of months ago still impact me today and how productive I am. So I want to start off with some background about how I became 10 times more productive with school, extracurriculars, other work, just basically life in under a couple of months. So if we look back to March of 2020, <laughs> I, I just totally lost motivation in everything. I spent days sleeping for, what, 14 hours? This is so embarrassing to say, but 14, 15 hours, 14 hours. Uh, I sometimes slept like really, really late just because I couldn't sleep. Like I really messed up my sleep schedule and I watched hours of Netflix. I was actually obsessed with, uh, what was it? It was called Selling Sunset. I don't know if you guys watched it, but I really liked it. I still like it. It's like a reality show, but with like real estate agents and you get to see those bougie LA houses. Anyway, it was really interesting. And also, I was trying to study for the APs, right? We had like a few months from March. And, you know, with my short attention span. So, you know how that probably turned out. Like the process and like studying and like really just getting that in your head. It was hell. Months of hell. Is that how you say it? Okay, I don't know. Anyway, and then I blinked and it was the summer. So I was like, what? Like, I freaked out because I knew if I blinked one more time, school is going to be around the corner. So it was junior year too, right? So yeah, hell yeah, I freaked out. And you turn around and look at quarantine and the hours, I should say like thousands of hours that went into like three things, like sleep, 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 Netflix, maybe four things because I also like tried making music during the summer. But yeah, okay, like... Maybe that thing was productive, making music, but the other options, <laughs> pretty questionable. <laughs> I mean, I would gladly sleep for 14 hours without interruption, but like when I tell you time is money, time is money. Time is so valuable that every second and how you spend those seconds matter. Like if you think about it, Guys, we like undervalue time so much. Like we tell ourselves we will be intentional about things and then we forget to be intentional about how we spend our time, uh, what we spend our time on. 
And also, we are only human. So I'm going to quote my jazz band teacher right here for a second, uh, Mr. Mantia. He said that he once heard Derek Sivers say, we often overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we could do in a year. Guys, this hits so hard. It's so true, right? Like, especially right now, I I have to mention this. So this is a serious issue in our generation. So some people overdo things without being intentional and others underestimate themselves when it comes to being productive. And, you know, people, some people, right? So the people who tend to overdo things, people see opportunities to do certain uh, jobs or uh, I don't know I don't know the word for it I'm just gonna call it opportunities to do certain things and you know what in their head they're like oh it's an opportunity let me just take it like the opportunity is great but is doing more good and the truth is doing less is more I I don't know if a lot of people really live by that, but I kind of live by that. And I wish I could do like a separate podcast on this with like a bunch of people. I might, I might do this because um, I'm also thinking about just making this productivity tips, hacks, whatever, whatever you want to call it, advice into its own series. Like I can't even squish everything into this one podcast because this is Gina's hour and we explain everything under an hour. <laughs> We're so often clouded by anxiety, worries, worries about college and how others perceive each and every one of us. And we let things get in our way. And we don't often take the time to ask ourselves, is this a good thing for me? Do I genuinely enjoy this? And is this actually a waste of time? Should I be searching for better things to do instead of wasting my time on this? So this all impacts our productivity our decisions that we make impact our productivity this is about how effectively and efficiently we get things done because everything you do your homework extracurriculars meeting eating sleeping maintaining our mental and physical health they're all things that require an x amount of time and sadly our day is limited so if you have problems with being productive Well, first thing, we need to analyze how exactly you're spending your time and then optimize it. So disclaimer before I start going into the specifics, but the tips I mentioned and the advice I mentioned might not work for you. And that's okay. A lot of the tips I'm sharing is from personal experience. And if you try it out and it doesn't work out, don't be frustrated because... This isn't meant to work for everyone. Everyone works differently, right? So just drop it if it doesn't work. Like don't spend like a month trying to get it like just like engraved into your head, your your routine if it doesn't work. You're wasting your time. Try something new. But also be aware that training yourself to do this does take some time commitment. And the more time you commit, So I'm not saying like spend the whole month just trying to like get that in, but like, like if you know, you you know that feeling when you know it's not going to work out, don't do it. But if you think like, you know, you're almost there, 
then I I would suggest just take the rest of the month trying to do it. If you think, if you believe in yourself and you just feel like it works, you know? You want to like consistently put in time to do that so that the next month you'll have more days in which you find yourself more productively working. And you need to continuously, right? Invest time in yourself. It's like almost developing a daily habit. Let's say you drink water every day. You drink a gallon every day. Um, Yeah, this is the same thing. You're just going to like work on that, right? You can't just like, I don't know, like drinking a gallon is pretty, I don't know, for me, it's kind of difficult. I try to, that's like one of my goals, but it's like I'm working on it. So, you know, productivity, I would say like the, the types of things you would do to stay productive are basically considered habits but i'll actually have a separate podcast on habits as well because that thing that boo has a whole nother like world of its own that we need to discuss about cool now that i got that out of your way i encourage you right now right the second go get a pencil and a paper go get a pencil and a paper and Write all the things you usually do in a day, a week, or a month. Just write every single thing down. So this could be like, uh, it could be homework. But I want you to be more specific. The more specific you are, this activity will actually work for you. So try to be more specific. Like, for example, let's say you babysit someone. Uh, write, Write all that down. And if you do have specific, like, time frames for like let's say i'm sure babysitting probably you'll have a time frame so make make note of that as well like right now just do that okay pause if you need to and come back don't leave though (laughs) okay (laughs) now i'm going to walk through like the tips and advices and ask you to reflect for a minute or so and start working with things you initially wrote down so assuming that you kind of reflected about you know what usually goes uh goes down in a day of yours okay so let's get started so first some of you may have a lot written down but like a lot (laughs) like a lot and that's okay that's totally fine that's normal but some of you might have very 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 little written down oh and that's totally fine too as well that's that's normal that's normal too Like, both of that is normal. Please. Don't stress about it. Okay. It's not your time to stress about it. (laughs) We don't stress on Gina's hour. (laughs) Okay. Next, we're going to talk about prioritizing. So, I used to write, like, 20 plus things down on my agenda. Oh, my God. Kids from Wrong Science, do you remember that Wrong Science agenda? Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I miss it too much, but... Anyway, if you looked at my agenda, I wrote every single thing down. I went home, I opened that bad boy up, and I started, like, checking off things to do. But while, like, 20 things to do, girl, I wish, like, someone passed by me. Like, I was sitting on my chair, and someone passed by me, and my agenda just wide open, and just, like, told me that it was impossible to put 20-plus things to do. Also, like, all of them being quite lengthy. And somehow... My brain thought it was possible. You know, believe in yourself, but you knew that this was not going to work out. 
me and the 20 plus things were not going to work out. But, you know, like by the end of the day, I was tired and I still had like 10 more things to do, but I couldn't do it. And I was frustrated at myself. I was like mad. I was like, Gina, you could have done better. Like, and that's like so bad. Like some people say like talking to yourself, saying that, you know, you could have done better, like motivates you to do better. Okay, that's possible. But one other possibility there is that you discourage yourself. Uh, So yeah, there's two things that can either happen. So one, you're either not trying at all the next day. Or two, you tried to do the 10 items that were left from the day before and then squeeze new things for the day, for that day. So the day... (laughs) I'm confusing myself. So like taking like the 10 items that you were left with that you didn't finish the day before and then bringing new things in. Yeah, that makes sense. So the main problem here that I hope you realize is that I didn't know how to prioritize. So here's something to try right now. Pause this podcast after I talk though (laughs) and take a moment to go through your list of commitments, the things you wrote down before. So, um, and also like your, yeah, so your commitments, things you must do without a choice. Though blink twice if you need help though, like if it's, yeah. Okay, and, but like like when I say like things you must do, it's like maybe like house chores you must do, family matters, et cetera, et cetera. Picking up your sibling from school, et cetera, you know. And try to only restrict yourself to picking six things on that list that you think you need to prioritize the most. But if you wrote down less than six things, that's okay. You could actually work on uh, picking, maybe if you had less than six things, pick four or three things that you, you need to prioritize. Now, here's the challenge. Take those prioritized things that you circled and now cut those down into two to three priorities only. Two to three. Now, when I say prioritize things, so either the whichever category you're in the person who wrote like a bunch of things down or like really little down so your priorities like you could think of it as um, a priority that you're making for the next three days or that one day or for the rest of the week or the rest of the month so you want to make sure you also make that clear for yourself this is really important because like your week day or month may differ and what you prioritize what you have in that month might differ so for example my priority for the next three weeks is to focus on a challenge that I'm actually working with the UN directly with and that's that's really exciting and after that three weeks my priority will change right because I'm done with that so you want to make sure you are making it clear for yourself If you don't make this clear for yourself, you don't know, right? You don't know. Like you could say, oh yeah, I'm going to prioritize this for a few days. Well, when are you going to actually remember that it is a priority if you don't specifically tell yourself, oh, this, this, and this uh, will be a priority for this week? Like you want to make sure things that you say to yourself is actually actionable so that you know that, oh, like, this is what I have to do exactly. 
right? You don't want to make things vague for yourself. This makes it, this makes actually this activity much harder. So if you need to go back and rewrite like the things you need to do, like your general commitments, do that again, make it more specific. Now, talk to yourself about why the other things on that list weren't priorities. Now, you may say like, yeah, I'm usually busy doing the main three things that I circled as something I prioritize the most. So yeah, the other things aren't really a priority, but I still do it. No! When you say that, you are too busy to do something. It's just not important to you as much as the other ones. It's just not important. So prioritizing. You make the time for what is important so you never get too busy for it right? Yeah. Okay. And also, if it's not a priority and you look at it and you're like, uh, I don't really spend time on this, but I still consider it a commitment, maybe rethink that and ask yourself, am I just wasting my time with this little thing that's lingering there, even though it's not a priority? Just think about it. And maybe you can make better choices if it's if that's the case. If it's not the case, keep it. So now, when are you most distracted and when do you achieve your flow state when do you feel most active during the day so ask yourself these questions and i want you to be really honest with yourself on this one like i know me personally i work efficiently during the day so like uh 10 30 a.m to 3 p.m and then i get distracted i just get distracted once school ends i get a little distracted and then Sometimes, sometimes very distracted. And then I realize that I have work to do. So I go back to it. But really, like my focus kicks in around like 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Now, for those who get distracted easily but want to be productive, here are some bad news. Dun, dun, dun. You just can't be productive. It's impossible. And if you think about it, We are often distracted by TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I can name a few others. Like the same like 10 apps, five apps. I don't know how many social media platforms there are, but all these social media platforms that are trending amongst teens. And those, you know, time limit options we have on our phones and we set them, they don't even help. And you know that. So companies like Facebook and TikTok, they pour millions of dollars into trying to find the best way to distract us, distracting us from working on important things. So after all, that's uh, that's their job. So the only way you can really optimize is like getting rid of your phone. No, don't don't get rid of your phone, but like <laughs> put it in a place that's not like in your the phone's not in your sight. So sometimes I throw my phone across the room uh it lands it sometimes lands on the bed sometimes it doesn't but don't don't do that it might crack your phone i think it probably cracked my screen before but if you really need to then do it but you know uh, the risks on you but <laughs> oh my god okay. <laughs> okay 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 so let me tell you a story time uh this is related to like uh social media and being addicted and then like not having your phone near you at all like at all like it's miles away you know so I had this one time I think in freshman year I don't remember 
but I had this one time where my phone broke. Like I was trying to like, oh oh my god! So I was trying to like uh, change my battery, but instead of going to like Apple Repair, I my dad and I decided it would be better we would do it at home, like a DIY session. I mean, we bought the battery and like the replacement, so we're trying to fix it. And my dad is trying to fix it. He's trying to be all mechanical here, and. I get my phone. He's like, oh, it's all done. And I try to, like, turn it on. It, it turned on. And I try to, like, you know, like, swipe and, like, you know, put in my password. God, that phone just did not decide to work. It was not feeling it. It just, the screen didn't work. So I had to leave my phone at a repair shop. And I just didn't get it back for a week. A whole week. I was panicking and frustrating knowing that I will not have a phone for a week. It was like having your phone taken away. But like, believe it or not, it was the best experience ever. And like, I like I sometimes think about it. I was like, should I just like give my phone to my mom and have her lock it up and not know where it is just for a week to like re- replay that moment? But I can't, I don't know. I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. But maybe, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that someday. Maybe I'll do that like when I really feel unmotivated because once your phone is gone, I don't know, everything kind of worked out well. So let me tell you, I thought I would become really anxious, but I felt so much better. I I got to like, I got to a point where I got so much work done and slept really early because I didn't have access to TikTok, Instagram. Like, do you see how large of an impact just two apps have on your productivity, right? Like, Promise me and get rid of it when you're working. Because something that, like, worked for me is, like... Like, I I still, like, go on the app, you know? Like, go on Instagram because I can't help it. It's, like... Like, you could restrict yourself, but the time limit doesn't really work for me. So, this is also mentioning that, like, I am not, like, the most productive person that you might know. So... I'm still working on it still, right? So one of the things I actually do, which is kind of funny, is that uh, you set a reminder. I don't know if it works on all phones, but I could do it on my phone. I set a reminder for either when you hop on an app or start texting um, someone or, you know, yeah, like those stuff, uh, things you want to avoid. Like you set a reminder and the reminder pops up whenever you go to that app. And it just, (laughs) I typed it in all in caps, by the way. You will regret not doing your work. Oh my God. And I immediately connect that notification, that message, all in caps, to a time recently when I regretted not doing my work on time and stressed about it. And you just like tell your future self, Gina, please don't ever do this again. Or you will cry. You will cry for hours. And surprisingly, this kind of helps and you tend to avoid it now that you made it really clear to yourself ah like I don't want to feel that again you want to be able to try to find those patterns you have throughout the day either that's texting the same four people going on Instagram then TikTok when you shouldn't like all these patterns you should take a moment to think about it and pick it out and do anything that will distract you from getting distracted by those things (laughs) and it would actually (laughs) be more useful if you 
like when you're having a mental breakdown because you were procrastinating and just like the aftermath, take a video of yourself in that moment and look back. <laughs> take a video of yourself in the moment and look back at it when you're not being productive. You will you will directly like that that thing is going to like you're gonna feel it. That video is gonna communicate with you. You're gonna feel how you felt in that moment again, and then immediately think about actually doing the work because you don't want to have that mental breakdown like that crying session again (laughs) so yeah back to distinguishing parts of your day with like you know labeling it an active uh, time frame lazy unproductive tired whatever you named it now take your priorities and when i say priorities i refer to the two to three priorities we narrow down to and just try laying them out in the areas where you labeled as productive And I would suggest using like a Apple calendar, a Google calendar, something calendar that gets used every day by you. And if you don't use a calendar, what are you waiting for? Get a calendar, uh, use it. It's like actually really good. And this is how you will start to become productive. I think the calendar is the first step. Um, So I usually put all my classes and Zoom links on my Apple calendar, all in just this frame so uh without a choice i'm like always looking back to the calendar because i need to get my zoom links you know so if this is a similar case for you like you need to identify first what is the place where you keep going back to every day like every hour so for me that's the calendar right so i would put everything i need to do everything i need to look at in that place you don't want to put it in several different places please like that's actually really bad because you're take you're wasting that like few seconds you might think it's a few seconds but later it's gonna pile up to hours and hours and hours that takes up your time moving from one place to another and i'm gonna go back to this topic in a bit so this place specifically has to be that one place you guarantee that you will look back to every hour this is really important so make sure to decide on that (laughs) so now the priorities should fill up most of the productive times and the ones that aren't prioritized cut the number of them down and spread it out within the times that work for you best and this technique that we're working on right now with using a calendar and kind of uh, setting margins of times for a specific thing is called time blocking and i'm sure you may have heard of it if you haven't heard of it This is what it is, and it's literally what it means. So just blocking out chunks of your time for specific things to do and having things like visually um, in front of you. And this helps, like having visually things in front of you helps to sustain the flow of productivity. I use time blocking every single day. So this helps me so much with visualizing how and when and what I have to do. So when you also write what you need to do in that chunk of time, please be specific. If you're not specific and it's too vague, like you're not being honest with yourself and it's not going to really help you. So being specific is important. And also, uh, I tend to always, if it's a priority, I tend to always put it around the same time. For example, I, I would put the same time frame for researching Um, for the UN project every single day so let's say 7 p.m to 8 p.m every single day so that like it kind of grows on you and you know oh it's time for this 
Like, you know, you want to set a routine for yourself. You want to make things easier, not harder by planning, right? So here's another tip for these unprioritized activities. So sometimes if I write these unprioritized things on my calendar, I tend to ignore it. And it's often because these activities are only like 5 to 20 minutes long. And sometimes I lose track of time and I forget that I wrote it down. So here's what I do. I love using post-its. I used to hate post-its. They're ugly. But, you know, I, I bought some cute post-its and it, it's been keeping me productive. So obviously, they don't have to be cute. But just saying, anything lying around your room, a post-it that you might have from like, what, fifth grade that you didn't use but it was in the supplies list, use those post-its. Like, they work really well. So write each little task that you need to do, those unprioritized tasks, and write them on a post-it and put them on your desk. Like, on your desk where you either have your desktop, your laptop, you're working every day, you see the post-its on your desk. Now, you have these post-its lying around. And when you have a break time, you will look at it, pick one up, and just do it. It's like 5 to, like, 15 minutes. 20 minutes and these activities should like yeah be in that time frame you don't want it to be more than like 15 or 20 minutes uh that should be just literally time blocked into your schedule then if it's really a priority but unprioritized thing and these are still things you should do or tell yourself to do so this post-it method usually works because you think of clearing your desk and you want to get rid of the post-its, right? So, um, and this usually might not work if your desk is messy. That's important. If your desk is messy, it might not work. So make sure it's clear and that you can clearly like see the post-its like only on your desk. Like you, your post-its and your laptop and your bottle of water, period. So With these priorities and unprioritized work that take more than 10 minutes or so, these are like probably the things that are like non-post-it required stuff. So what you're going to do is like look at it. Look at the prioritized and unprioritized thing and try grouping them. Grouping them in a way that you know it will be the easiest to flow from one to the other. So I mentioned this briefly before and I said I was going to come back to it. So here I am, but... Basically, this is an example. I like to group doing like my podcast topic planning and organization points thingy um, to discuss for my next podcast, for example, and then followed by working on a project outlining points uh, for my UN research project uh, on the same application. Now, this works because, like I just said, the application I'm working on is where both to-do items lie. So you want to minimize the time between going from one thing to the other on your calendar because the more time can lead to less motivation. You might get distracted while trying to go from one app to another. Like let's say you're working on your phone. I don't really work on my phone exactly, but let's say you're going from like photos to another app, but then like when you go slide to that other screen uh, to go to that app, you see Instagram, you're like, oh my God, I should check out Instagram. Like you don't want to, you don't want that happening, right? So you want to minimize the probability of that happening. So being in that same flow state and getting your work done in the same corner is like really key to keeping that productive mindset for longer. 
Next thing is buffer time. This is really, 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 really important. I, I like, I stressed about this a lot when I didn't really take this into account, but after a lot of experience, I realized this is like, this is the most important thing when you're actually time blocking. So like, listen up. Uh, you should be thankful that I'm telling you this. Some people like just jump into planning their day out and they get frustrated because of planning. So buffer time. When you plan things out, you tell yourself this priority will probably be like, it will last like an hour and 30 minutes. And then you like time block on your calendar only exactly an hour and 30 minutes. And this is actually not good. Put in buffer time. Buffer time is basically the time where... You, it's like, it's like I, I call it like my safety zone. So usually I set my buffer time as 30 minutes. So in reality, I would block out two hours of the task. So let me tell you what, in more depth. You need to keep in mind that things will take longer than you expected. For example, things might come up. Things will always come up. Things will always try to mess with your schedule and we can't really do anything about it. Keep that in mind. And when you don't have buffer time, this pushes back literally everything. If something comes up, that's going to push back everything. You set it for one hour and 30 minutes because you thought about it. Well, sorry, it's going to push literally everything back. So your whole schedule is going to shift and it's going to be messed up and you're going to go crazy. You're going to go loco. So second, you will feel so much better and confident about yourself when you finish on time so let's say you actually were like okay i think this is going to take an hour and 30 minutes and you finish in an hour and 30 minutes now you have 30 minutes for yourself or here are some options now you could either do one of those post-it tasks for 10 minutes and then chill for the 20 minutes go on tiktok whatever you want to do as a treat go eat ice cream or just start on the next task and then finish that earlier. And then at the end of the day, you'll have more time for yourself, which is so exciting, and permission to get distracted. So this is the best way to go to sleep, right? Like not having any thoughts that you didn't finish anything, right? So time blocking plus buffer time is key. I say key and important like for every single thing I said, but please keep this in mind. This is really, really important when you when you plan out your day. So another thing, let's say you don't have anything to do on a Sunday, but you have this one meeting you have to go to and that's that's the only thing that's in your day. And one of the things I really hate is that like sometimes I plan my meetings like a month before or a week before and then... Uh, on like Friday, I, I like just glance over my Sunday. I'm like, oh, I have nothing to do. So on a Sunday, I wake up really late and I just chill, right? And then I realize I missed an important meeting. That's really bad. So when you have that one meeting, do yourself a favor and just set one alarm for that time. And this could you could set it for ahead of time. I think you could set certain alarms for ahead of time probably if you can't try looking for an app i'm I'm pretty sure there is an app that does that so use this alarm as a trigger to look at your calendar to see what meeting is up for you if you forgot uh another thing you could probably do if you can't set uh alarms a week before 
is just look over the tomorrow schedule, I should say, um, the day before. And then look through it and then see if you if there are things that is better if you do set an alarm for it. Okay, I hope you paused to follow the simple steps as I kind of went through it. And I hope your calendar right now, if you did decide to go on the calendar already and get a jump uh, start on that, I hope that looks pretty because ugly calendars distract you. It will distract the heck out of you, just how like social media does. But also don't spend too much time scheduling and like making it pretty because it's counterintuitive, right? So you don't want to spend a lot of time planning and doing less. So just pick like one day where you plan out your week. And I usually like to pick a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, uh, wake up kind of early um, and just take 30 minutes to plan out the rest of your week. Um, the things like, you know, setting new priorities if you need to. Chill at a uh, corner of your room. I usually like to sit by the window and drink a cup of tea while doing this. It's really peaceful. And this like became a habit, right? So I mentioned this before again, but I, I will, I promise you I will do a separate podcast on just habits and habit building and habit breaking, which is in a whole another world of its own, like I said. Um, so these are just simple tips that I would probably uh, suggest. And yes, I will create more of these podcasts as time goes because there are so many other tips. And I will promise to bring in more people to see how they stay productive so we could get some different perspectives. So lastly, oh, I'm so excited for this one. The tool I've been waiting to talk about. Notion. N-O-T-I-O-N. Notion. It's the most beautiful organization, like productivity app ever. It's unlimited storage, first of all. My whole life is on an Apple calendar and a Notion, period. Those two things. That's all I need. Notion, like, helps you organize things from working out to planning a vacation to planning, like, collaborative projects to, like, organizing your class notes. So you can literally use this as your to-do list and write journal entries like literally anything. So this is not sponsored, but please Notion, if you you hear me, sponsor me, please. And I use this every day. So if you don't have this app downloaded on your laptop, your phone, your desktop, please get it now. You will not regret it. Like plan things out on here. So you have your calendar and then you have this app where you put like reminders, uh, to-do lists, literally everything right? Uh, But don't forget about the post-its. You still need the post-its on your desk. That works. (laughs) So I will actually make a YouTube video on the basic tutorial of Notion and how I organize things on there. A lot of people have came to me before when I was working with Notion and, and like, you know, doing projects on it. People were asking me, how are you like so good with like getting with the whole functions on Notion? Because Notion can be difficult at first, But I think you just need to like test everything out. So I would suggest while I, you know, take some time to make the video, try messing around with the app and see like how the functions are really, you know, categorized. So I I promise you, you'll love it. 
and I sometimes abandon Google Docs. Sorry, Google, but I work on my homework in my Notion because it is aesthetically pleasing to look at and it motivates me to write more because of the way it's just organized. So try it out for yourself. I also wanted to share something I found recently. It's a Notion extension. I will link everything in the description so that you could try it out. You could get that as well. It's a Google Chrome extension, I believe. And it you could actually highlight literally everything on the web. Um, this is helpful for those who do a lot of research. And it actually transfers what you highlighted, like the notes, directly into your Notion this saves so much time in like copying, pasting, writing, typing, uh, and for literally writing assignments, if you like need to like go back and forth, like you don't need that anymore. You could just highlight it and bring it back to your notion. It does that automatically for you. So that's amazing. And it helps you with not becoming lazy with like copying things down that are really important that you should be copying down. So do it. Well, Sadly, that is for the part one of productivity hacks for this week. And I hope you enjoyed this one. And you could like just feel free to email me about how you're doing with starting this new habit of time blocking, prioritizing, being honest with yourself and using Notion. So if you have any concerns and issues that you face and still don't know how to be productive, let me know. Tell me specifically what you need help with and I'll try to help you with that. And I will even mention all of those things and suggestions that I did make to you specifically on podcasts to help others who also might have the same issue. But other than that, thank you for staying until the end of this podcast. I know this is really long, but make sure to follow me on socials, even though I told you to stay off socials. Um, but check out my YouTube channel also. It's still under construction, but I do have some videos up there. So I appreciate it if you could view that, um, like it and subscribe and make sure to follow Gina's Hour if this is the type of content you like. And all other content links are in the description as well. And other than that, I will see you next week with a brand new podcast back here at Gina's Hour. Bye.